Welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Jennifer. Are you? Then I'm Emily. <laughs> I live in Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. And I exercise in the morning. Uh, and my cat has one eye. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Well, my name is Emily, and I had a stinky birthday, and I didn't vacuum my house today. And you know what? I'm going to go have a really cool beer and take pictures with my really cool beer. That's accurate. I did not vacuum my house today. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Let's try this again for Clint. Uh, oh, wait. We have to pour one out. Silence for Clint. Welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Emily for real this time. And I'm Jennifer for real this time. And this is a research-based podcast where we bring you stories from science, history, and true crime that terrify us and probably terrify you too. Emily. Jennifer. Tell me about your makeup routine. Um, listen, it's going to upset you. <clears throat> well, it's not. I will say I have two makeup routines because one is if I'm going to teach, I'm not going to waste my like super expensive, nice eyeliner on those jabronis. Um, so I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to do some sunscreen lotion on the face. I'm going to do some mascara. Maybe you'll get a little bit of a neutral lid with some eyeshadow. Maybe you won't. Um, sometimes I will put on foundation. Usually not. If I'm going out, I'll do like, a, you know, a serum, a powder foundation, well, a serum, moisturizer, powder foundation. I, I have actually started wearing blush every day because I'm so pale that I, I worry people will think that I'm sick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll get I'll get some more elaborate <laughs> eyeliner, eyebrow situation. Um, I already know right now that I do not wash my brushes anywhere near the frequency that I should. So if I wear foundation every day, my little powder, I will get zits. Uh, I also don't wash my face before I go to bed, but I have very dry skin. And when I wash my face before I go to bed, it just makes my skin even more irritated. So damn it. God damn it, Rue. Did you hear that crash? No, I didn't hear that. <sighs> she just knocked over the Christmas tree. I'm not even going to pick it up. I mean, I will, but not right now dick move cat but then again who's surprised it's like this tiny plastic tree and she knocks it over because she goes and tries to like rip the pieces of plastic off of it you know you should just draw a christmas tree and tape that shit up to your wall so you don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs> i know i should rude little cat anyway um that's my makeup routine get interrupted by the pets partway through just for accuracy's sake, I did that for you. Um, the end. <laughs> what is... What is your favorite makeup product? You know, if it's a brand, you can name a brand, but it's like, do you like blush? Do you like lipstick? Like, what's your, what's your thing? Pro Everyone has a thing. Mascara. Like, if I had to, like never wear like give up all makeup except for x it would be mascara seconded and do you have a seconded by black eyeliner 
as a reformed emo kid. And do you have, like, a favorite brand? Or, you know, do you float? Try different things. I don't float because in my early 20s, it'd be interesting if Clint remembers this. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, actually. Maybe not. Um, in my early 20s, I developed some, like, allergies. I think it was probably just a sensitivity to a chemical, but... Um, I had a period of about nine months where I like literally could not use any product that was artificial, um, like artificial smells or colors, like really, really irritated my skin and particularly my face. And so like, if I wash my hands with like scented soap and then touch my eyes, like my eyes would sort of get like hivey, like they would get swollen up. Um, and I found a couple chemicals that are, were probably the cause of it. And it was really hard to, um, like find out if they were in these makeup products or not, because the regulations for what gets labeled on makeup products is fucking nothing. Um, so anyway, the long, this is a long story, but the end part of it is that I realized that any organic makeup I could use without having an allergic reaction because whatever chemical I was reacting to wasn't in organic makeup. And so mascara, for some reason, has always been one of the biggest triggers. And so I always use Physicians Formula, which is this organic brand that you can get at the grocery store. But then later I started experimenting more and Sephora actually has a lot of good brands. And so I also have a lot of Lancome products, which are like absurdly expensive. So I'm not much of a floater. For all... So for all you Terristas out there, I just baited Emily in telling you about her allergy because it's very important about what I'm going to talk about today. Oh no, I fell into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for those of you who don't know me, haven't seen my social media, I don't girl very hard, but I do ha have some secret girl skills. And one of those skills are I'm pretty, pretty good at makeup. You are. I've got a hand at it. You're like my favorite person to go makeup shopping with. And it is something I'm like low-key passionate about. Like I don't have dozens and dozens of products that's generally against um, my policy and having things in my house. But I love trying different products. I love experimenting with different colors. I like trying different application techniques. And I know, you know, I know the difference of when you should use powder versus a cream, maybe you want to use a liquid, what type of foundation are you using your liquid brush, uh, blush on? Like, I know these things. It's a world that I used to live in. I used to do makeup artistry in the past. It was a thing I liked. Well, but I will say this is one thing that I really enjoy about our friendship because I don't know anything about that. So, like, I think one time I visited you in Austin and I was like, I want to wear a dark lipstick. Help me find one. And you're like, okay. And like, <laughs> cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like literally like most of my makeup routine is just like, how do you not look dead or sickly? Do you not look <laughs> dead or sickly? You nailed it. <laughs> I know. And you got that beautiful, like vampy red. Yep. Ugh, I love that. It color. was good. I still wear it. And it's such a good like uh 
lipstick, it stays on so well. And I don't know if you remember, but when we bought it, it was like the brand started with an S and then it was like all day. And so it rang up as sad. So I just hit like my receipt said sad. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the brand was Smashbox. I think it was Styla. Is that a brand? Go get it. Let's confirm. I mean, I... Oh, Stila. Yeah, it could have been Stila. You know, it probably was Stila. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, because I think at that time, Smashbox was actually still rocking its metallic lipstick. Like, it's replaced a lot of theirs. No, that makes sense. It was probably Stila. Yeah, it was Stila all day. So it was S-A-D. Sad. Oh, yeah, that stuff is like lacquer. You put that on there and you're going to actually need a makeup remover to get it off your face. It is so amazing. I love it. Also, Stella, you can you can sponsor us. Yeah, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, my secret girl thing, I like makeup. For me, it is like a creative thing. I just don't like doing it on my face because like, there's a vanity to it. I mean, there always is a vanity to anything that anyone does. Putting on clothes is vanity. But um, to me, there's a lot of creative practice to it, and I really enjoy it. But makeup kind of has this long, sordid history. Oh, no. And I'm going to run through some things, but I'm going to bring it back to 2019. I promise, guys, it's not just going to be a history lesson. Hmm. I so, I am excited and very afraid. There is a book called The Royal Art of Poison. Oh no. And it it's a so I'm going to back up before I talk about this book. One of my two favorite books I got when I was really young was like blah 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 a peculiar history. Yes, you've talked about this before on like yes. uh the toilet. I yeah. I really I'm a big thrift store shopper and I, I really hope that I can find a copy of that at some point. Or if any of the terroristas find a copy of a peculiar history book, they have to send it to us. Please. I will love you forever because so one of the ones that um one of the ones was hygiene or, like, keeping clean a peculiar history. Another one was, like, I don't know, taking care of the dead, a peculiar history. It's, like, weird subjects like this. Like, so, just so you know, guys, this shit is, like, deep-rooted. This is 100% and one of the ones- made for us. <laughs> yes. Like, actually, like- I wonder, is is the author's name, like, Emma for Gemily or something? And then, like, we'll become 80-year-olds and realize that we had written the books and time-traveled so that you could read them? <laughs> I really hope that's my future. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm gonna, I need to set up my childhood self for this life. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I discovered, uh, so in these books, like, that started my fascination with weird things, but it did talk about, some of them talked about, like, makeup habits. Now, there's another book that has come out more recently, uh, called The Royal Art of Poison. Filthy Palaces, Fatal Cosmetics, Deadly Medicine, and Murder Most Foul. If that is not a fucking subtitle, I don't know what is. This also is like such a all things terror book. 
I I'm actually I know I'm actually gonna make Clint mad by typing so that I can put this on my like to read list right now. Well, it was published uh, June twelfth, two thousand eighteen. It is by Eleanor Herman, a royal. And I've not read this book of poisoning. No, the royal art of poison. The royal art of poison. Okay, continue. Eleanor Herman. I, this is my shameless plug. Eleanor Herman. If anyone come sponsor if us. If anyone comes across <laughs> this book. If anyone comes across this book, send this shit my way. I have to read this. Yeah. And you'll understand why because I'm about to jump into this. So, you remember Cleopatra? Yeah. Um, I met her once. She was all right. Yeah, well, you know, despite, you know, the Romans thinking that she's a whore and of her, of course, being a political genius who leveraged all of her assets to create a gigantic, amazing empire and protect Egypt and, like, these crazy, like, showcases of wealth and awe, what do people also remember Cleopatra for? I mean... She was honestly the first woman to have it all, including being fuckable and sexy the whole time. Well, and you know, she had she had two boos. She, you know, she had boo one, oh. boo one died, and she's like, oh yeah, fuck you, okay, I'll, I'll fuck this other one. I thought you said- Which is funny. I thought you said two boobs, and I was like- Yeah, she just had two. Most people had three then. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> this was before the- the two boob genetic variation took over. This is back in the ancient days, which is why um, Total Recall is, in fact, a historical film, not a futuristic film, as as many people suppose. I, exactly. Yeah. It actually is pretty dated, um, <laughs> it, it, but it's very so, historically accurate. Yeah. Well, we all know that Cleopatra's real love and that uh between those two is mark anthony but that's an entirely different conversation and i will die on that hill so anyways um everyone remembers you know the iconic you know uh black and green eye powder yeah yeah. lined eyes and everything and this is a common practice in egypt um you know it helped protect their eyes from the sun but it was also believed that the specifically the black and green powders helped protect you from illness so they would line their eyes with coal and use these powders around their eyes it wasn't just a beauty thing there was some practicality to it and then of of course the belief that it was a type of medicine would you like to know what that powder was made of Mm, lead Lead salts. Yay! There are lead salts in that powder. That is... And for those of you who aren't 100% sure, lead is not good for you. Yeah, that was a good guess by me (laughs) and a bad thing for ancient peoples. So, uh, women in the Roman Empire, just take a guess at uh, what they might have used to whiten their face. I'm going to say, listen, I just listened to the This Podcast Will Kill You on Lead, uh, which is really, really good. Like, if you like this podcast, you should listen to that episode because you'll love it. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and guess Lead again. 
Lead makeup, yes. Yeah. Lead makeup was used to whiten face their faces. 16th century England. All right, so you have a proliferation of lead makeup used to what? Whiten faces. Where do you think they got it from? Yes, practices from the Roman empires in the way, way, way back days. Wow. It's just funny how these things come in cycles, right? Yeah. Um, Queen Elizabeth uh, used it to cover her smallpox scars. Yeah. And what she used was a mixture of vinegar and lead. Oh. I mean, and that mixture... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that must have smelled so bad. I don't know. I mean... Vinegar? Remem- remember how we talk about how the past smelled terrible? Yeah, that's true. Maybe vinegar would have smelled really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're sure that vinegar, vinegar was just like, woo, scent of flowers. Oh, oh my gosh, you smell so... I love her perfume. <laughs> it's this new thing called vinegar. Have you heard of it? I'm so jealous. So the thing about this... um it actually had like a couple fancy names and I got really lazy and I'm like, I'm not writing down all these names it's, for this bullshit I'm that not, people used to put on their face. I'm not going to lie to you. I really feel like those names are only worth writing down for this podcast if they're funny. They're not. Like the scarbotic <laughs> tane or whatever scurvy it was called. The scarbutic tane. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like, of course, I'm going to write that down. But they're just like, we called it Scroffy. I'm like, no, we give a shit about Scroffy. I feel like there's a joke we can make about lead and smallpox scars or something, but I just, I can't reach for it. I'm, I have way too much uh, cold medicine in my brain. The cold medicine so, is leadening your thoughts. <laughs> this is why nobody likes you. <laughs> This is why your students plagiarize. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just for just to add a little comfort, um, my cold medication does, in fact, contain lead. So and vinegar. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, weird. Uh, and there's your modern connection. Boom. <laughs> so um, some of the uh lighter side effects of using this vinegar and lead combination is that it can cause skin discoloration boo uh hair loss you know boo teeth rot out boo and you know things like hormone uh disruption uh all kinds of different types of problems with your organs and you know cognitive. maybe you go a little bit crazy yeah. and maybe you die you know, these are things disorders. that like can do yeah yes also um i listen recently i went to the dentist for the first time in like eight to ten years i can't remember i hadn't been to the dentist in a long i'm time. so proud of you and everyone was giving me so much shit because the dentist was like you have a cavity and i was like no i don't uh it's not bothering me fuck you um and everyone's like, well, you have a cavity because you haven't gone to the dentist in 10 years. And I'm like, no, clearly I didn't. Like, I went 10 years without having any problems with my teeth. Like, fuck the dentists of the world. Fuck the dentist academy. Like, fuck all of this bullshit. And, like, my mom and sister have teeth that are basically just made out of sand. They're, like, always having to get, like, fillings and whatever happens. And I was like, yeah, I have dental insurance and this dentist wants to charge me like $1,000. And they're like, yeah, that's bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, it's like my back molar, which is smaller than all the other ones. Like, my reaction is kind of just like, well, just pull it out when it starts hurting me. 
And everyone is, like, making fun of me like I'm, like, some weird, like, person. They're like, why don't you take care of your teeth? And I'm like, my teeth are fine. And honestly, we are living at the pinnacle of teeth, like, fitness. That people are getting sassy at me that I haven't been to the dentist every six months to have them, like, tap it with a little metal tool. Like, everything I learn about history is just like, yeah, their teeth just fell out of their head all the time. Like, how did people ever have teeth? (laughs) <laughs> no exactly we weren't a men- meant to live as long as we have so far no no also <laughs> yeah you know like the average lifespan of ancient egyptians was like 30 so you know they died soon enough to where they weren't actually suffering any like real negative side effects from lead salts but you know if they would have lived to like 50 they would have been feeling that shit over time i have heard something that in the past they didn't actually have as many teeth problems because they didn't eat a lot of refined sugar and so sugar is like like acid it just like dissolves your teeth and so like nowadays if we're like oh my god you didn't brush your teeth for like a year all your teeth would be rotten because we eat so much sugar and processed stuff but like in ye olde days if they didn't brush their teeth they're just like well that's normal (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if that's true. This could be a myth that has somehow implanted itself in my brain. All I have to say to that is they can take my pizza from my cold, dead, toothless fucking body later. Yeah, I, I also will say I hate that the past smelled so bad. There are so many episodes and so many discussions we have about how the past was terrible but I hate brushing my teeth and I hate worrying about them. And so in this sense, I wouldn't mind time traveling to an era where nobody gave you shit about your teeth. Also, fun fact, uh, one of the presents that I sent to Emily was soap. So I'm really glad that part of her story about her birthday was about her being stinky. Mm-hmm. It was about poop, and too, too. So I'm going back to our roots for all things hair, talking about poop. <laughs> Classic. So anyways... Getting back on track, um, other Renaissance makeup contained all kinds of different heavy metals, you know, mercury, the fun stuff. But let's move into 19th century America. Oh, and don't worry, the Victorians are coming. Yeah. Is Uh, it really an all things terror episode if we don't talk about Victorians or poop or both? I... I'm not sure that it is. I don't think it is either. That's like a, a sign that one of us has been taken. <laughs> it's a secret signal. <laughs> if we don't talk about those things, guys. Clint has is we're, about there's to a murder plant. Us. <laughs> <laughs> there's a plant. I don't know if it's the government or aliens. Maybe it's my neighbor. Who knows? It's, but It's almost definitely Clint. <laughs> or Clint. Yeah. I mean, if you disappear, probably Clint. I'm I'm not so confident that I would be Clint's first target. Well, I guess we'll find but out. <laughs> Clint. You son of a bitch. I'll be waiting if you decide to come for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So anyways, 19, 19th century America. One of the uh, cosmetic options you had available was this delicious edible... Arsenic complexion wafer. Arsenic complexion wafer. Yes, you, uh, you know, 
pop one of those bad boys into your life. Just and they can help you remove freckles, pimples, and other facial blemishes that you don't quite want in your face life. And any rats that happen to be eating on your body will die. <laughs> yes. So like um, just a little please- like a little heavenly host of arsenic. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Mm, delicious. Huh. And Victorians, as well as people living in the Civil War era and the uh, part of the North American continent that we now consider the United States of America, because Victorians, fucking Victorians, and I guess Civil War area because fucking Civil War era. Yeah, there's a, there's a they... lot of potential for episodes there. We're really into arsenic laced lotion. Why? You know, lightens the skin, retains moisture, does a little murder, death, kill, no big deal. Wow. Fun. Here's another fun one. And I don't have an, a time period to really attribute this to because it kind of lived between a Victorian Civil War 19th century, but are you ready for this one? Probably not. Have you ever wanted someone to look into your eyes and go, my goodness, you have the most beautiful watery (laughs) black (laughs) depths of the deepest, deepest of this kind of pupils they're so big i could just eat a nacho platter off of them (laughs) they're so big it's like you're a cat about to pounce on me (laughs) yes i mean well that was a thing that was a thing people were really into having these big fucking diluted uh uh, dilated sorry i guess technically diluted and you'll see why but dilated pupils and what they would use to do that is uh put eye drops containing nightshade right into them fucking eyeballs. Did Do you that... know what nightshade does to eyeballs? Uh, well, I know it's poisonous. Does it make them go like? What does it do? I mean, I'm assuming it dilates your pu- pupils because they're like, ah, oh, fuck, what's happening? I don't. I actually did not do the science ing behind how it works i just said saw that and i was like what what is this world that we live in but anyways you put nightshade in your eyeballs too many times and it can make you blind oh my gosh and this actually reminds me of this uh i guess this trend that went maybe five six years back where everybody was trying to like they were buying uh, contact lenses uh, off the internet that, you know, and when you wear contact lenses, it guys, it is really important that you get a lens that actually fits your eyeball. And this isn't just like me being like, you know, optometrist for America statement. Like, don't fuck up your eyes because if you put the wrong type of lens in, if it's too big or too small, it can fuck up your vision really bad. But anyways, they were buying these lenses, and some of the sites were unsanitary, or they were buying the wrong sizes, so people got eye infections and not other eye problems. But the whole story is they were buying these lenses to make it look like they had these giant pupils. Oh. Remember how I said things come in cycles? Yeah, like the, and the it was anime all- eye thing. 
Yeah, the anime eye thing yeah. because of that music video and everybody was it, whose music video was that? I want to say Le- Lady Gaga, but I don't know if I'm misplacing blame on that one. I don't know. I mean, we're millennials, but we're as that comedian um <laughs> we're elder millennials so i vaguely know what you mean let's see what the google says music video anime eyes famous i, I feel like it's lady gaga but i will continue ranting while you're looking yes i'm a millennial that has gray hair i i don't think i have gray hair but i'm not entirely sure Mm, I don't know. Nothing's coming up. But it might be Lady Gaga. I remember something specific, so just give me a second. Sorry, Clint. Oh, in Bad Romance. Yeah, 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 you're right. In Bad Romance, she does have those ones where she's got, like, the weird eyes and stuff. Yes. Yep, you're right. So... There are contact lenses that did that, and of course, like, when everybody was into that, you could jump on any social media site and see, like, these articles floating around about uh, all the problems that they're causing. So, again, things come in cycles. And then, uh, 16th century France, and this is going to be the worst Americanization of a French name ever. But uh, Diane de Poitiers that was pretty drank good. a potion of liquid gold oh. every day. Uh-oh. That's do you know, not good for do you, you. Do you know what you get when you drink liquid gold every day? Uh, gastrointestinal issues? <laughs> That's basically heavy metal poisoning. Yeah. Don't, guys, don't drink liquid gold every day. Uh, I will say I grew up in a very small town, I mentioned this before, that was largely supported by mining, uh, gold mining specifically, and we had mining week every year in K-12, and so, and I worked in a gold mine. I know a lot of random facts about gold. It's an element, and its elemental sign is AU. It is actually very heavy, so when people pan for gold, it would sink and then all the, like rocks and stuff. That's why the panning worked. Uh, and yes, it's it, hard but soft. See, you you did you did that. I'm also and then I was actually I'm also gonna stop because I do know more gold facts, but that's very boring and not the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, don't drink liquid gold. Yeah, don't don't do it. And then I just want to jump right back into the. Uh... You know, we're going we're going back over to England in Elizabeth uh, Elizabethan era. Um because it's always really fashionable in Europe for some reason to like imitate whatever your uh king or queen is of the time. You know, the Spanish did that and you know, they did that in England too. So women, uh particularly women in the court, but women uh, would want to imitate the queen's red hair. So they would use a powder that was made from safflower and sulfur. Ew. You don't... And uh, the sulfur actually, um, over time, with constant use would, you know, make their nose bleed because sulfur... 
And that and those quantities is not really, you know, good for you. Okay, and again, it smells bad. Like what what is wrong with the pack? <laughs> well, maybe what is wrong with our current era that everything smells like nothing. Nothing is my favorite smell of all. I love walking into a room or a building and I don't smell anything. It's That's because we live in a simulation, but that's okay. Maybe because yeah, the past just constantly must have smelled terrible. So what does my love for makeup and your skincare slash makeup routine and all this horrible dumb shit that people used to do in the past and I'm not even getting into details here like some of the weird shit. This is just, you know, a, a quick glance at like dipshit things that people did, like use heavy metals. Uh what does all this have to do with what I want to really get to in the 2019 version of people are fucking stupid and putting stupid shit on their face? Counterfeit cosmetics. What? I have no idea what you're talking about now. So counterfeit cosmetics is a real thing. Now, um, <laughs> the United States is is the country with the most counterfeit consumer goods. Zero surprise. And I think there's like there's a couple of different numbers out there, but the one I saw most common is 20% of seizures of counterfeit items, uh, ca- sorry, counterfeit consumer goods are con- are in the United States. And I just want to point out when I talk about counterfeits, I'm not talking about, like, that discounted, off-brand, generic uh, stuff that's, like, trying to mimic, you know, the real deal, name, brand, whatever is in fashion, uh, because those goods are regulated goods that are operating, and this is going to be my one, like, I don't know... uh, economy statement of the day but it's like that are operating fairly in the economy that it's trying to compete in so it abides by the uh tax regulations it abides by the what shit you can put in type of stuff regulations it follows trademarks patents all that stuff so that shit is legit right okay yeah so so it's like they're paying tax they're both they're an above the board business and not they're just actually black market like they're breaking copyright laws but not like like they're they're not even breaking copyright copyright laws because you know it's like you have dr pepper you have dr thunder they're one is obviously emulating the other, but it's totally legal. Yeah, okay. It's not breaking any rules. Yeah, I gotcha. And, you know, it's like, you're like, hey, uh, I want Frosted Flakes. And then your parents are like, I just have to buy a lot of real food, and Frosted Flakes is not high on my, it's worth $6, so tough shit. You're getting softly dusted sugar corn parts softly dusted sugar corn parts <laughs> uh, i would wear a t-shirt that said that <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you know when i was growing up i was into i mean i was like into bikes and basketball and climbing trees but then like my toys of choice that weren't like outdoorsy stuff were like barbies 
Hot Wheels and Troll Dolls. Oh, and yes, I played with all of those things simultaneously. Oh my god, those are so popular. And nothing can be more infuriating because Hot Wheels and okay, and Matchbox and Matchbox cards. Those things are real deal. Like they were good toys. Like they rolled, they went fast, they had like a weight to them. And they'd be like, you know, hey parents, I would like a Hot Wheel. And then parents would be like. Here's this toy car that I bought you from the Dollar Tree. And it's like, it's not the fucking same. No. But it's legitimate. Like, old school (laughs) Hot Wheels cars, you're right. They were, like, metal and heavy. Especially the ones that were, like, tiny, like, the size of a quarter. Those ones were so good. Or, like, it depending on what side of the spectrum you are. It's, like, Tamagotchi versus Gigapet. Mm. So these are all, while some are off-brand and some are, you know... The things that would make kids cry because it's not the right brand. But you're not talking They're... about off-brand situations. This is a different situation. Yeah, these are tech. These are brand competitors, and they're legitimate in the market. So counterfeits don't abide by any of the rules. They don't. Uh, they don't have to worry about dumping in the market. They don't have to follow um, regulations of any type. So. You know, instead of getting frosted flakes, if you got a counterfeit frosted flakes, you might literally end up eating something dusted with something parts, but you don't know what it is, and it's probably not edible. So, um, so you're like, okay, so what's the harm? Well, people will debate, yeah, well, it's stealing money from, you know, the economy and, like, stealing from these other businesses that are offering legitimately. Fine, 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 sure. But what is really the true cost in buying a counterfeit item? So if I get, like, some counterfeit, you know, uh, Jordans, or if I get a counterfeit Gucci bag, I mean, yes, I'm hurting, and I'm saying that with, like, the largest air quotes (laughs) I could possibly make Gucci and the maker's of whatever right. you know, popular sneaker brand I know, I get the knockoffs for. What is their but their you know, brand dilution, which is once yeah, again brand dilution. What I'm air quoting, but I'm not. Heavily. Oh, I my tears weep for you, you communist or communist, you capitalist demons. <laughs> well, me, I mean, there's some, there's probably some problems with it, right? Uh, those factories might employ child labor, but you know what? Those sneaker companies probably employ child labor too. And it's like, well, maybe they're not the best working conditions and those people are exposed to toxins. Yeah, well, those legitimate brands don't exactly no. always provide grace. So, you know, like, yeah. in all things, like, the playing field is pretty even, kind of. It gets really dirty when you talk about counterfeit cosmetics. Ugh. And this is why. So, counterfeit cosmetics, and this is only what we know, is kind of scary. They, these, these products, so say I want one of the new naked palettes that come out by Urban Decay, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to pay $54 for it. I will say, so I, even I know what that means, and I've already established yeah. that I am not a smart makeup person, but a naked palette is, like, it is very good, like... 
Yeah. The colors are beautiful. Yeah. The pigments are great. It's so, I have a tiny naked palette. It's like, has like four colors. And also, in addition to that, I know this is going to sound so weird to someone who's never put on eyeshadow, but the eyeshadow is like so soft and like silky. It's really like, it is kind of worth the money. And if, if you want to blend, that stuff is so good for it. Yeah, I mean... I know a lot of people really like going in on heavy pigments, but I like I like to blend things out a lot. I The thing that's funny, just as a small aside, I am a painter. I've been a painter since I was a teenager. I do oil painting. I cannot blend my makeup to save my fucking life. Like, if someone was like, blend your eyeshadow or die, I'd be like, please just let me wear one color. And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, then kill me. Like, but I will say, I can see how that would be true if you had better skills than me. I will fix that for you one day. But anyways, so the places that... Uh, By the um, way, makers of the Naked Palette, you can also sponsor us. That's Urban Decay. Urban Decay, you can sponsor us. (laughs) So, <laughs> um, so I I go to flea market or I go to a discount retailer who maybe doesn't know what they're purchasing, and we'll get there, I promise. And I see this fifty four dollar palette that is twenty bucks, and I'm like, motherfucker, that's a steal. Yeah, I- that is likely counterfeit. And what's scary about counterfeit cosmetics that is not scary about things like knockoff Gucci bags is that these cosmetics are made in places that are extremely dirty. Um, They have found things like heavy metals. So remember all that stuff that we talked about, like the Victorians and the Elizabethan era and um drinking you know liquid gold yes that stuff is making a comeback into these cosmetics um spoiler alert for those of you who haven't spent a lot of time uh learning about heavy metals and cosmetic and make cosmetics and makeup but it kills you eventually or it causes you a lot of illness so heavy metals are are back in um they're paint thinners uh Often in liquid lipsticks, uh, they have found E. coli, rat feces, arsenic, like mer- mercury, cadmium, uh, beryllium. You guys should be really scared about beryllium. Um, Wait, what does beryllium sor- do? Pause. Please look up beryllium. On your Google phone. Clickety clackety click. It's a steel gray metal that is quite brittle at room temperature, and its chemical properties somewhat resemble those of aluminum. It does not occur free in nature. It's found in beryl and emerald, minerals that were known to the ancient Egyptians. Beryllium poisoning. I don't know why I'm doing like a uh telegram sound uh wikipedia says that it it is acute chemical pneumonia 
Oh, no. Yes. Oh, chemical pneumonia makes me, like, I just got, like, shivers because that really makes me sad. I don't like it. Lung cancer. Ooh. So, cancer. And cancer, pneumonia, chronic beryllium disease. Beryllium is not shit you want to fuck with. Well, earlier when you said E. coli, I was like, done. That's terrible. E. coli, like, fucks your shit the fuck up. So, yes, beryllium, you don't want it anywhere near you unless you have proper safety equipment. Uh, all kinds of different bacteria, but, you know, I'm going to go back to E. coli. E. coli. Um, horse urine. Human urine. Aluminum. This is shit that they've found in, and not in small quantities, in pretty much every counterfeit cosmetic you can get but it gets better there have been so i i mentioned the paint thinner thing that uh shows up in liquid lipsticks but what else shows up in liquid lips lipsticks is super glue (gasps) no (laughs) yes this sounds like a brooklyn 99 plot like they're like someone's been selling (laughs) counterfeit cosmetics that are actually super glue But it, it's it's legit that something actually happened. Um, there was a, a woman in Canada that was hospitalized after severe having a severe allergic reaction to um, some of the agents that were inside of the counterfeit cosmetic palette that she bought. Um, people have experienced their eyelids being fused together. Um, all different types oh, of eye infections have shown up. Um, People have gotten chemical burns. Um, One woman had not only ended up with a swollen face, but then her eyes were also glued shut, which just seems horrifying to me. It's like not only your face just like poofy and you're probably having an extreme allergic reaction, but then also you can't open your eyeballs. Not just fused, but they're fucking glued. Oh, that sounds so Um, miserable. Burning lips, swollen lips, lips glued together, scarring, permanent disfigurement, uh, mouth blisters, rash, all kinds of things from these counterfeit cosmetics. And this is just talking about immediate reactions. Even if some people don't have immediate allergic reactions, if they keep using these counterfeit cosmetics, remember, heavy metals are in them, like arsenic, lead, mercury, scary shit like beryllium and cadmium are in there, um, bacteria that maybe doesn't get you at first, but it might get you over time, and then you might just have pee on your face, which, you know, we all know human pee is sterile, but I don't want that shit on my fucking face. It's still gross. And, you know, with there also being known carcinogens, like things that, and I mean, the United States, guys, is really loose in their regulations on what they consider safe and cosmetics. There really should be more stuff that's not allowed in them. But stuff that's even banned in the United States and is definitely banned in pretty much most of the countries across the world show up in this. So we have no idea even what the long-term effects of these kinds of cosmetics are going to be. 
Yeah. And no, when you it's not when you set me up, I will say um, one of the things that I learned when I had this allergy issue like 10 years ago was that for cosmetics, <clears throat> like anything on the label of any cosmetic product is bullshit. So like um, allergy tested, lab tested, organic, this or like maybe not organic because organic is a different thing, but like hypoallergenic like any labels that are put on makeup are totally unregulated like there's no regulation on what that means and there's like cosmetic companies are not required by law to list every chemical or every ingredient in their makeup so like for me proprietary right so for me i had i like went to an allergist and had like the thing where they like stick the shit all up your arms and up your back and like so i had like two or three chemicals that i knew i was allergic to and i could read the label and be like oh these chemicals aren't in this thing and then i would have this full-blown reaction and my eye would seal shut like and and it was because well that chemical's in there but they're not required by law to list that so like yeah, the the regulations on on cosmetics are horrifying. <laughs> but it's better than no regulations because this yeah. is what you get. Yeah, it is. And You're right. A- it is better than no regulations because at least it's not E. coli and human urine. That's right, all you libertarians out there. Yeah, I support regulating the cosmetic industry. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it, Ron Paul. <laughs> so like. Here's the other thing, too, because, like, I'm not going to lie, you, you know, I do make a lot of my own stuff, and I, and I have dabbled in making my own makeup, and I'm super, super cautious about the type of product I buy because of what you just said. But on top of that, you know, there's, a, there's another problem in the regulated cosmetic industry, which is, like, a certain mixture of certain chemicals all together sometimes can create byproducts or um, impurities that look like arsenic or mercury. And technically, because those aren't ingredients that they put into the product, they're not necessarily uh, legally required to report those. Wow, that's uh, so Because it's an impurity. And horrifying, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is, like, be beautiful, be safe doing it, but, um, I, you know, I make a lot of my own stuff because uh, I know I know how to, I have the tools to, but also shit like that scares me because, you know, it, it is still a very unregulated industry, and this is stuff that you're putting on your body. I honestly feel like it should be treated like a consumable. Yeah, I do too. And we regulate the fuck out of consumables. So, anyways, point is... Um, this shit is scary. And uh, it's not just happening uh, to makeup. It's also happening to skincare products. And dermatologists, if you just take three seconds to look up counterfeit skincare and dermatologists, you will see dermatologist after dermatologist after dermatologist like reporting these horror stories that um that they've come across with people getting a hold of counterfeit skin products not really that they're counterfeit and fucking their shit up and you know so you're like okay well this is a big problem 
it's not just a big problem. It's such a big problem that in 2015, the United States uh, created Operation Plastic Beauty, which was an attempt to stop some of this dumb shit going around. But it gets it gets pretty deep fucking level, this whole counterfeit uh, cosmetic uh uh, uh, market, sorry, racket is kicking in yet again, yes, sorry, I also took NyQuil, uh, NyQuil, you can sponsor me as well, so, so soon you're if gonna I be, start getting weird, you soon you're gonna be like, so the counterfeit ponies are pooping in the yard, and then you have a problem with rainbow worms, yeah, <laughs> so, so, it, it's actually a really out of control fucking problem, and this is why, what do avocados um recently i learned from a co-worker kevin i'm giving you this shout out so you don't feel like i'm stealing your jam uh lemons and you know what avocados lemons counterfeit makeup and cocaine all have in common they're controlled by Mexican cartels. Close, but organized crime. Yeah, Mexican cartels uh, did, took over limes, not lemons. Uh, yeah, but they took over avocados. Aww. By the way, Mexican cartels stealing avocado farms, you guys should take some time to read about that. That shit's fucked up, too. Dude, we could have... I would love to have the space to just research the fuck out of everything and do a whole podcast about mexican cartels because that hot damn that's our next that's our next podcast after all things terror dies listen if if <laughs> so, if terroristas and corporations want to fund enough money for me to make all things terror my full-time job zero objections and then i would also have the time to make the Mexican cartel podcast that lives in my heart. You you could no also be my uh, co-host, Jennifer. No, no, so first off, of course I would be. <laughs> uh, you can't just take all things you, here from me. I meant for the Mexican cartel podcast. Uh-huh, I'm on to you. <laughs> Secondly, no one's going to sponsor us. No, We're not that important. No one will ever sponsor <laughs> us. That's okay. That means we have freedom. <laughs> Freedom be to be terrible. But anyways, Fuck you, so capitalism. Um, <laughs> there is actually a lot of funding that's connected to organized crime. And in fact, um, the structure for how these cosmetic, uh, counterfeit cosmetic uh, rings work, there are um, at the lower level, you have the sellers. So people that purchase the product and sell them out to, you know, the fiends. In this case, people who really want, you know, whatever is the next big makeup thing that Instagram is going crazy for. Um, then at the middle level, you have the suppliers, so people that's making that bullshit. And then at the high level, you know, you have your dealers. So there, there's actually a crime structure. It borrows from the straight mod model um, as any other organized crime syndicate. But then... Uh, the other thing, so that makes it hard because it is, you know, a legitimate black market that's tied to 
uh, a mature organization that has been doing the crime for a long time. But then, yes, the crime, I did that. That was on purpose. Mm. But then also, um, a lot of these cosmetics are being made in illegal factories in China. And of course, none of these factories have uh, regulations. And the problem is, it is near impossible to shut down these factories. So there, a lot of companies have hired people to go out and find these things and shut them down. And there's a lot of effort to um, actually inspect a lot of expo- uh, imports and exports to make sure counterfeit product, specifically counterfeit makeup, isn't going out. And they do catch us a lot. I think, uh, oh, fuck, was it 2016? There was, like, a seizure of over 700,000-something units of counterfeit product in... LA, I think, but what? I didn't write that in that, and I'm barely functioning on memory, guys. So everything about this take is that for what it's blowing worth. Blowing my mind. But here, here's the problem. It's like it's so organized. Like there are people looking out for the people who are trying to shut them down. Yeah. So these factories, if they see any sign of like investigation, they just shut down production, move somewhere else. Or if these assets get if you know seven hundred thousand whatever sounds like a lot, but that's not even a fucking fraction of what's actually flooding the markets. So wow. it's hard it's hard to catch these companies in China. It's it's actually hard to catch all the possible exports and, you know, even the sellers, because a lot of times these were going into places like flea, flea markets, street festivals, kind of the places where it's hard to uh, regulate what kind of product is in there. Right. But, at, but now, probably thanks to the thoughtful um, contemplation of those who have been doing, working in organized crime for a long time well they have other outlets it's like can you guess what might be the biggest retailer for them etsy not etsy but you're close uh facebook marketplace amazon alibaba oh, amazon Wish, A- amazon eBay. has gotten so like down market in the last couple of years Actually, Amazon could be its yeah. own episode. Fuck Jeff Bezos. All my students, <laughs> I say, like, Jeff Bezos is a monster and, like, making me maybe make them read one thing. But all of them are just, like, they'll randomly be like, hey, I know you hate Jeff Bezos, so let me tell you about this thing I learned the other day. And I'm like, don't know how you got that impression. It's accurate, but I don't know how you got it. But it's true. He's a sly <laughs> monster. Burn him. You you have a tattoo somewhere you don't even realize Fuck it. Jeff Bezos. But yeah, <laughs> so these these online realtors have become like like the the golden home for these. Yeah. And you know they all have like these things in place to like stop counterfeiting. But again, it's so big, it's out of control. And how are you actually always going to validate whether or not every product on your site? is legitimate it's hard to do but what's even scarier is now that um there have been reputable uh retailers that have gotten caught in the trap of cosmetic uh counterfeit cosmetics and skincare places like walmart and target had actually 
uh, had a few instances of getting shipments of fake bullshit. You're kidding me. No. Whoa. And it's, I didn't see, like, it's not like a rampant problem, but the thing is, is like to describe how big this problem, for every one factory they can find and shut down, there's 200 others that haven't been caught and six more that pop up, you know, and like their pe- their market penetra- uh, penetration is so successful because it's an innocuous product. They're not selling fucking coke. They don't have to get tricky about hiding it. It's just fucking makeup. This and it's honestly, and it's not always. This honestly sounds like the premise of a British crime series. <laughs> like I cannot believe like every twist and turn of this story. I'm like, what the fuck. Well, it's crazy. Like, it's just such a massive problem. And think about all the discount stores in there. Like, I mean, like, I have seen some of these, what I know is very expensive palettes in a place like Sephora or Ulta being sold at Marshall's or Ross's. And I won't go near it because... I like my first instinct when I saw those was like that doesn't look like the same packages that's probably not real and of course like you look at the packaging it's cheaper sometimes you see misspelling but then it's like uh don't trust this right it's <laughs> it's like, like necraked or something <laughs> yeah it's like the like I said the the penetration the market penetration of these products uh, is just mind-blowing to me so it's a real problem I mean, the level of regulation that we already have in the cosmetics industry is troubling. Yeah. But counterfeit cosmetics actually scares the living shit out of me because of the kind of stuff that's in there and the kind of problems that have already been reported. And like I said, we have no idea what the long-term consequences of this. Because, you know, not everyone reads everything out there and not everyone knows better. And if you're just, like, some chick who is at a flea market, you bought this eyeshadow palette, you don't have any problems with it, you keep going back, you keep going back, you keep going back, and one day you have, I don't know, some type of weird face cancer. There's no way necessarily to tie it back to that product, but these products have carcinogens in it, so, and beryllium, (laughs) y'all. That's real scary. Well, and so, there's there's no excuse of like, well, you shouldn't have just blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, we live in a society you should be able to encounter things that are what they say they are, right? Like, if I go to the grocery store and I buy an apple and then I cut into it and it's an orange inside, I'm going to be fucking pissed because I didn't buy a goddamn orange. If you go to buy makeup and it says, hey, this makeup has heavy metals in it. That's different than buying makeup that you are operating under the assumption that it's safe. Like, that's kind of a problem there of, like, it's it's the bait and switch and then this idea of, like, well, you know, victim blaming or something of, like, oh, well, you know, fuck you and deal with your shit. It's like, no, that's that's not what's happening. People are being purposely sneaky. They should deal with their shit. The other thing, too, that I think scares me about this is like and I'm making some assumptions and I'm gonna kind of 
try to make this feel logical for those of you who don't live big in the makeup world, but like some of the things that they have found in uh makeup besides all that bad stuff are also hormone disruptors. And who do you think is one of the perfect largest target markets for popular brands at a discount? Women? Teenage girls. Oh, no. It's even worse. So, long-term exposure to teenage girls who want the trendy thing, but probably can't afford it or have to wait until their parents can get it for them their birthday, or maybe they just live in a household where that shit's never going to happen. Well, the other thing you point out, like, if people are like, oh, well, makeup, blah, 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 vanity, but it's also like an artistic medium, and it's like, well, if these things were showing up in house paints or artist paints, we wouldn't stand for it. Why would we stand for it in body paints, which is essentially what makeup is? Well, you know, I would just be even more reductive and asshole-ish and be like, well, you don't need clothes wearing clothes as vanity. What if I just get you a clothes made out of, some clothes made out of, like, just, I don't know. Wear a sackcloth. Lead and, yeah. <laughs> like, the the point is, is that regardless of your personal feelings on makeup, this shit is dangerous. Yeah. And it's not just in makeup. It's in skincare. We're getting counter fan sh- uh, shampoos and conditioners. By the way, people, you don't need to wash or condition your hair that much, really. Yes, thank you. So, people make fun of me for not showering <laughs> or wa- I wash my hair as little as possible, which, if I'm lucky, means maybe once a month. And people are always like, ugh. And I'm like, it doesn't smell bad. And why the fuck would you if you don't need to? So that's right. Jennifer approves of my raccoon, human raccoon lifestyle. I wash my hair, like, once a month, maybe. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad we found one another. So, in conclusion, in summary, that is my book report. (laughs) The end. Please give me an A. Classic, (laughs) classic All Things Terror episode. We talked about poop. We talked about an embarrassing story about me. And then we ended on a political rant. And me getting angry about people fucking with my makeup. I know. And (laughs) now I have to pee. So goodbye forever. All Things Terror is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever.
Hello. This is a moment of silence for Clint still. Should we give him like 10 minutes of silence? <laughs> we'll just say pour one out for Clint and then it's 10 minutes of silence. <laughs> I like that plan. Yeah. Uh, so besides crazy things at work, what else has been going on? Um, man, I feel like I was, oh, I remember what I was going to tell you now. It's an embarrassing story about me. Um, I, I volunteer at the Humane Society every week and I recently had a birthday. I turned 33 and like two days before my birthday, I was volunteering at the Humane Society and like, I just do like cleaning and take care of the cats and stuff before they open and I, one of the things that I do sometimes is take out the trash, which is mostly cat litter. <clears throat> and on this particular day, like, it's a big, like, dumpster. Like, it, it's a big dumpster on the outside. And so when you take out the trash, you have one of those, like, big wheelie trash cans that's, like, you know, four or five feet tall or whatever. It's not five feet tall. It's that would be like as tall as me. It's like three or four feet tall. But you know what I mean? Like the really big <laughs> trash can. So I'm taking yes. that out. And this one was really full. So it's heavy, but it's also cat litter in a garbage bag. So it's basically liquid. And I had the hardest time picking up the bag to throw it into the dumpster. Like it was like a cartoon. And I like dropped it on myself. And like, luckily the bag did not break. And I just sort of like, windmilled my arms around to get the bag into the dumpster and <laughs> at the end of it I was like I am so glad that there was no one to see that and I feel like it was just a little birthday present from Satan to me although now <laughs> I've told you about this so so you had a literary birthday yes I had a literally stinky birthday Oh, no, it wasn't a stinky birthday. It was a good birthday. <laughs> well, if you would have told me, like, yeah, and I had a stinky birthday, I'd be like, well, that seems to check out. Yeah, I mean, I've basically, so my birthday is in December, and then because I teach college, like, it's my birthday, and then I, like, hosted a Christmas party, and then it's finals week. And so I'm grading and I'm really busy and stressed. And so basically I just have eaten nothing but junk food. Like I think for like three days after these parties, I was living off party leftovers, which was like nachos and those tiny like bite-sized candy bars. Like that's literally all I ate for three days. Um... <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I have had more upsetting gastrointestinal moments in my life. Like, the real shocking thing is that it didn't upset any part of my digestive system. Like, my stomach and my guts were fine. The really disappointing thing was that the sugar, like, highs and crashes were very difficult to put up with. Like, I, I really just can't handle that much sugar. <laughs> That's fair. You know, it is a something that I don't necessarily miss from the teaching days. It's just like 
people don't understand how real the food struggle is when it comes to the grading period. And I just remember being like, well, this pizza's probably been in the refrigerator for eight days. I'm probably still going to eat this because there's really not anything else to eat at the moment. Yeah, you know, there was a period in my life where I would get like HelloFresh boxes or whatever, and those were kind of nice, but... Like, and they were really nice to have when I thought I was coming back from vacation or like I was doing grading and I didn't have time to go grocery shopping. But now I don't even do that because I'm trying to be more fiscally responsible. So anyway, HelloFresh does not sponsor us, but if they would like to, I have in the past been a fan of their products. It wouldn't be a stretch. Please sponsor us so that emily can eat real food yeah it's true i i make not leftover nachos (laughs) i make less than a k-12 teacher so there's so many ways in which i need them to help sponsor my horrible addiction to eating more than once a day (laughs) i mean you know you don't need to eat every day emily i mean that's probably true, but I am the person who gets hangry, so I don't need to eat every day, but I do if I want to stay out of prison. That's true. I've seen you get hangry. I I think I've told you this story before that my brother spent a summer with me when I lived in Louisiana, and one time we were, like, out somewhere, and then we drove back to my house, and we were walking from my house to, like, this pub, like, a couple blocks away, because we were going to eat food. And as we're walking, like, one of my neighbors is having some sort of, like, band shindig thing in his yard. And my brother's like, oh, I wonder what's going on over here. And, like, I just turned around and I said, if we don't get food within half an hour, I'm going to break your arm in half. (laughs) And kept walking. (laughs) And he was just like, damn. And I was like, later, after I ate, I was like, I'm sorry that I said that, but I also meant it. Like... (laughs) I was very hungry. <laughs> well, on that note, 